This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Cheeseheads. Get on your feet. It's Curd and Long. Hosted by Sparky Pfeiffer and Ryan Horvath. Back on Curd and Long. See Sparky Pfeiffer along with Paul Bridal. Follow him on Twitter at Paul underscore Bridal. Packer Wire. Follow me at Sparky Radio. 1250amthefan.com. Paul Packers lose 24-22. Jordan Lee Love uh, leads a comeback to give him the lead late. Uh, and they weren't able to obviously hold on uh, at the end of the day to give up the game-winning field goal to Randy Bullock, who missed the field goal earlier for the Giants, uh, and the Packers lose. Prior to the break, you said something about having a positive, the big smile on your face. I'm guessing the positive is we didn't spend our money to go to that game. Maybe that's the positive. Uh, what, what do you got? So I have zero positives from what actually took place on the football oh, field. Man, that was a great tease, though, by you. That was good. Okay. <laughs> but looking forward, perhaps how this could turn into a positive for the Green Bay Packers is as a young team, maybe this becomes one of those moments where you kind of recenter. You know, they've been on a really hot streak as of late, as we all know, playing really, really good football. And who knows, with a young team, maybe you think, all right, this is just who it, how it goes. This is exactly. who we are right now. Perhaps this was a good grounding moment, a little, I don't know, back to reality, for lack of a better term, refocus and hit these last four games hard. Uh, not that they hadn't been before, obviously, but with a maybe with a different thought process behind it in terms of, all right, regrouping, resetting, and then moving forward from there. So we'll see if that happens. Who knows if that's even a, a, a you know a possibility or you know something that could take place. But I think that there could be that opportunity moving forward from this. Again, from the game, there are not really many positives to take away. But looking ahead, maybe something positive will come from it. I, I think a positive is how well Jordan Love played when he had to play well. Mm-hmm. He figured out how to make some big throws in big situations. That's obviously a positive. I agree with you. If Jordan Love doesn't come back and play really well against Tampa Bay this weekend, I will be stunned because I, I really think he'll come back and play well. I don't know if Jones or Watson will be back, but I think he comes back, plays really well against Tampa Bay. That was the game I thought they were going to stumble. I thought they'd beat the Giants on Monday night, and then the one game they would stumble the rest of the way out would be Tampa, get upset at home, and then figure things out and finish strong uh, on the way out. Now we'll see what happens. I want to talk about that last drive because uh, we haven't talked about it with the Giants, saving it for last. 
I, I, I don't know as much as most people. Obviously, I'm not saying I do. I'm a Packer fan that gets a microphone. It's a lot of fun. I enjoy it. Damn, man. You you had to hold them to a field goal, and you look, and it was like he was playing the defense in the first quarter. They're playing five yards off the line of scrimmage, giving up everything that they wanted. I mean, it was pitch and catch. I mean, there was no contested catches pretty much that entire drive. That was absolutely remarkable to me that that's how they chose to play this thing. Kind of like they had a seven-point lead with 30 seconds left, and they were just going to let you throw, but they weren't going to give up anything deep. That was kind of what it looked like to me. Again, I'm not a defensive coordinator. I'm not a scout, but that's how it looked like to me. What did it look, look like to you? Yeah, it was you know way too many easy completions. As Matt LaFleur said, too many chunk plays given up. And the, the Joe Barry defense, regardless of whether it's Patrick Mahomes or Tommy DeVito, Kenny Pickett that you're going up against, it's the same style of defense that we see for the most part each week in and out versus recognizing, hey, we're going up against a third-string quarterback, a quarterback who's taken a ton of sacks this season, even though we haven't been able to get him in this game specifically. We're going up against a quarterback who performs really poorly statistically when under pressure. You know, you would like to see the mindset be, hey, let's go disrupt them. Let's take control. There's, there's too much with this defense where the offense does the dictating rather than the other way around. And you thought that that could have been one of those instances where the script flips a little bit. The Packers do the one to try to do the disrupting. And hey, at the end of the day, if you take that aggressive approach and he, Tommy DeVito connects on a downfield pass, I guess you tip your hat at the end of the day. But you know, at least it feels like in that way you're going down swinging. Now, with that said, this is on the players too. I know it's you know Joe Barry always gets the finger pointed at him, but it's on the players as well. And it's not the right of- finger you want pointed at you either. <laughs> in terms of the in terms of the execution, like we mentioned, the the uh, Wandale Robinson catch, like Keyshawn Nixon was completely thrown off of that route. Uh, some of the big runs by Saquon Barkley as well. There's some missed missed tackle opportunities. So it's it's one of those things where it's it's everyone. And you know, I know that's not always the answer that we want. But going back to your point, I definitely think that if there was an instance against this Giants team. That struggles to put up points, that it struggles to function when under pressure. You'd think that would be the instance where you see uh maybe not over aggressive, but a, a less passive version of this defense. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What what about the defense as far as we've talked about all night not getting pressure? Did we expect more from Rashawn Gary? Should we have expected more from Rashawn Gary? Should we have expected more from Kenny Clark to be able to bust through and do something? I mean, Slayton busted busted through and was like there at the handoff and still missed the dude. He was there so early. So he had a moment or two, I guess, in the game. But for the most part, there was nobody really coming free throughout. And I don't remember them blitzing a corner. I don't remember them really bringing a safety and a delayed blitz or anything like that. Uh, it just feels like they were kind of relying on four or five guys all night to try and get home. And they, like you said earlier, would get pressure, but they wouldn't contain. And then the dude would take off up the field uh, every time he had the opportunity, that being DeVito. 
Yeah, I think that was one of the most disappointing aspects of this game. Like we mentioned earlier, statistically, this is one of the worst offensive lines in pass protection in football. Like, even if they are just rushing four or five, like Preston Smith, Kenny Clark, or Sean Gary, you would think that those guys would have a higher opportunity of success of getting home and disrupting DeVito compared to what they actually did. Now, what I will say, up until that final drive where Barkley had the fumble, they did do a good job of containing him. I think for most of the game, he was averaging two, two and a half yards per rush. Like that part they did do well in, whether he was trying to go outside, up the middle, they did a good job in run defense in that way. Like I said earlier, the DeVito read options, they had no no answers for whatsoever, but they did do a good job of limiting Barkley, which coming into the game, if you would have told me that, I thought that there would have been a pretty good chance of success for this team because I would have I was operating under the assumption that if you can stop the run, you put Tommy DeVito in second and eight, third and twelve, you let this Packers defensive front get after that offensive line. I thought that there was gonna be a huge opportunity for sacks, but that pass rush group just didn't come through with those opportunities. I will say this another positive I just came up with here because you inspired me. Hey. If Musgrave doesn't get hurt, we don't see Tucker Craft do what Tucker Craft's been doing here the last couple of weeks. Another good one. I mean, another Tucker Craft again coming up. And I, I laughed because Tucker Craft a couple of weeks ago said, Hey, man, I can do this. Like, ain't nobody, everybody thinks I can just run block. I can do this. Just get me the ball. I'll show you what I can do. And I laughed. I was like, All right, dude, you got some confidence. Let's some swag. Let's see what you got. And he showed again, man, big plays coming up in big moments. And and I think it was Aikman. And by the way, I am so glad they're off of Fox. I can't stand those two. Um, but it, I was hoping for Orlovsky. And of course, he, he gets the Dolphins game. So I'm stuck with these two knuckleheads. Uh, but he made a good point. He's like, man, when Musgrave comes back, you put him with this dude, with all these young wide receivers, this offense is going to be something in another year or two. I totally 1,000% agree, providing they can find out, figure out who the running back is going to be. I'm assuming that person's coming in the draft. Uh, and then get a tackle and maybe another offensive lineman, this offense could set up to be really, really dangerous going forward here in the next year or so. Yeah, I mean, with Tucker Craft, you can just see his his confidence blooming right in front of us. And obviously, we all saw the big passing ca- or catch and run. But on two of those uh, Jaden Reed runs, you know, he threw key blocks to help spring Reed on those. His confidence as a pass catcher, as a as a blocker, is just growing immensely. And I spoke to him about two weeks ago now in the locker room, and just asked him, all right, between training camp and today, where we're at, like, what's been the biggest growth aspect for you? And he just chalked it up to confidence. It's just the reps that he's getting over and over and over again and uh, a better understanding of what he's supposed to do where he's supposed to be and this is collectively for all these young guys understanding where everyone else around them is supposed to be and what they're supposed to be doing there's the there's the playbook on paper and then there's the playbook when how the defense defends you how do you react to that? How do you still run your route cleanly? How do you still create separation when the defense gives you a new look, when the defense is more physical with you? And this tight end group, these receivers as a as a as a unit, they're they've become much more, you know, uh, much more adept at making plays on that second part. 